So let's get to the point. This is True Really News. Needs you. Yes, you. <laughs> hmm. How's it working? Don't ask camera. Hang on. <laughs> Needs you. There we go. There, that was much This whole pointing thing is a problem. It is because the silly thingy deal. Yep. <laughs> you. Go and like, subscribe, and or... What's the other one? Like, subscribe, Follow. and or... No, that's not it. Yes, it is. Like, got it written right here. Doesn't sound right. Like, that you've got written, but you cannot remember the number. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, subscribe, and or follow, according to Scott. <laughs> this is truly news at your favorite place to stream such things, and have your friends do that, too, at their favorite place to stream such things. And if you're in Great Britain... I really wasn't teasing. I was just teasing about the, you know, the whole Jello thing. Exactly. And, and we all know we However, Boodles is still weird. Boodles is. Tris, who's the new Bond that the street is named after? Um, oh. Because the movie's not even out yet. Yeah. I have no idea. Or did they, like, do that after um, George Lazenby took over? How new is this new Bond street? <laughs> well... They've been there a while. A lot longer than we've been here. The Bond Street? The Are we Brits. sure? The Brits over in no, Britland. Because we had to beat them up so we could have our own country. Uh, they were busy doing other things as Speak well. Speak American. So. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Trish Wiltshire. This is why I'm not a diplomat. Was in her bedroom. It's also why I'm not allowed to work near people. When she spotted something. I'm sorry, who is this? This is Trish Wiltshire. Near, yeah. And she spotted something on the floor. That's it. Before going to bed, I spotted what I thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor. Went to reach for it. Oh, no. And it moved. Fuzz shouldn't move. The fuzz turned out to be a baby snake. Huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be something cool, like a big old spider, but. And found under the bed? Uh, mama snake? 16 more baby snakes. And the this mama. Is her, this is her room, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wilcher retrieved his trusty grabber and placed each snake oh, in a bag. Yeah. yeah. I love those. And uh, released them at a nearby creek. Luckily, they were non venomous garter snakes. Uh, the Wilchers had an expert stop by and confirm they were now snake free, <laughs> but I still love the idea. My fuzz moved. I'm sorry, honey. You never, never even said that to me on our wedding night. It's... I want to know how they got all those snakes in there without them knowing there were all those snakes in there. You would, th- I mean, and the and mom snake had to be in labor. Didn't you hear those screams? I mean, come on, <laughs> the little snaky screams. They Breathe. do it with their tongue. You never hear anything. <laughs> Okay, remember Florida boy who came washing on the shoreline in his hamster wheel thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to walk from somewhere to somewhere on the ocean? Yep. So the place where I found that story, yeah. I got to thinking what other weird things may have washed up. All right. One of eight. Number one, Garfield phones. Yes, since the 1980s, a strange phenomenon has, and we used to have one of these because my daughter was big into everything Garfield. Now my house still, and she's been gone a long time. <laughs> Still has a lot of Garfield things in it. Hmm. Hmm. A strange phenomenon has plagued the breaches of Brittany, France. Hundreds of telephones in the shape of Garfield have regularly drifted ashore for more than 35 years. 
and no one really knew why until 2019. Hot dog. When journalists, because they're superior human beings, just ask them, discovered a long-forgotten cargo container filled with... Garfield phones. No, actually, they were old DVDs of the Jetsons. I don't understand how that... Oh, no, Garfield phones that had fallen into the sea during the storm in the 80s. It had managed to lodge itself in the seaside cave and was now slowly but surely downloading all of its (laughs) contents. Oh, they must be on a dial-up modem. One day, they also found a bag of severed hands in Siberia. 2018... In the small island of the in the Amur River, a man saw a human hand sticking out of the snow. And it got worse from there. He did went over there, got a little digging action going. Fifty-four hands were scattered along the riverside. Well, at least it was an even number. Along with the bag that apparently had contained them. So the fisherman did what anyone would do. I'm thinking he screamed like a girl. Yeah. And then called the authorities. But the investigation by the Russian Investigative Committee soon found there was no cause. There's no need to. There's no need to vary. Wait, that'd be German. That'd be wrong. According to the Russian Investigative Committee, the hands came from a forensic laboratory where they had been kept for identifying bodies and had simply been improperly disposed of. Yes, they simply dumped them in the river. <laughs> In 2014, Japanese beachgoers were treated to a gigantic replica of a Lego minifigure slowly drifting in from the sea. The people, as you might have thought, were hair confused. Turns out giant Lego man was the work of a Dutch artist going by the name of, okay, if, if he's doing Lego art yeah, and his name looks like Ego, would it be Ego? Probably. or e- wait, Yeah, I'd probably say Ego. Let's go with Mr. Leonard. Okay. He, He apparently had a thing for making big plastic Lego sculptures and throwing them into the sea. In 2012, it happened in California. Florida got its taste of larger-than-life Lego Leonard in 2011. They also found a dragon skull. This is a little disappointing, though. Mm. In 2013, people going to Dorset's Jurassic Coast for a morning walk found a 40-foot-long dragon skull in the sand. The Jurassic Coast, known for being a good spot to find fossils. Yeah. Okay. But where a dragon? The, where in the heck did a dragon skull come from? Yeah. Not the sea. It was placed there overnight as a stunt for Game of Thrones. That is such a letdown. A dinosaur femur was found in 2012 on a beach in Washington State. The 80-million-year-old femur had been sitting on the bottom of the sea for quite a while until waves dislodge it. According to scientists, the bone once belonged to a theropod. They are large, bipedal, carnivorous dinosaurs like the T-Rex, except they can do high fives. The oh, research- they've got long front arms. I hope. The re- Otherwise, mushroom to push-ups is just funny. Uh, <laughs> researchers say the bone is the first evidence that dinosaurs once inhabited today's Washington. I don't know if you check the capital city, you'll find more. After Hurricane Sandy wrecked the U.S. East Coast in 2012, a human found a human, a woman found a pile of letters that had washed up on a beach near Jersey Shore. She picked the letters up, took them home, and out of curiosity started reading. They were love letters from World War II, written by Dorothy Fallon and Lynn Farnham. The letters dating between 1942 and 47, which oddly enough matched Farnham's military service. Hmm. So she did a bit of digging. 
She founded Fallon, is 91 years old and living in a nursing home in New Jersey. Nobody exactly sure how the letters got in the ocean, but at least now they're back with, with their rightful owner. You may have heard of this one, rubber ducks. Like the Garfield phones, there are rubber ducks that sank into the sea in a cargo container in 92. Ducks are gradually popping to the surface and drifting all over the world. I think that's probably where Rick D's got his idea for that silly song. Disco Boy, duck. It's one of us, doesn't it? Oh, well, we're the same age. The <laughs> fascinating thing about them is that they have actually helped marine scientists develop a better understanding of how the seas work. And basically what they found out is that if you dump a bunch of rubber ducks into the ocean, they get dispersed. Yeah. They also found out something about currents and the like, but I yeah. lost my attention at that point. <laughs> oh, and this is not so weird, but drugs show up oh. on beaches. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Because smugglers often use boats to transport their booty, mm-hmm. and sometimes those boats sink, or the smugglers dump their cargo when the Coast Guard shows up, yep. or the boat sinks because the Coast Guard <laughs> shows up. Showed up. Uh, in 2015, cops in Galveston found a 66-pound stash of cocaine on a local beach. You want to translate that? I will. Three and a half mil is probably what it's worth. Oh, that wasn't all that strange in itself, but it was the sixth drug shipment found on that beach in a week. Wow. Nobody knows where the drugs came from. Then again, if they did, they probably arrested someone. My guess, though, is there's one less um, drug dealer around for losing six shipments <laughs> in a week. We need to find a better courier. If they can get there and look underneath, they might find the boat and... They could talk to UPS. I'm sure they need a Marine division. No, because then they end up beating guys. Ah, true. true. Stab them in the back. <laughs> wow. Call back. Uh, so here we go. Police blotter. Valparaiso yep. and Elena Avenues, 414 PM Thursday. A person reported seeing a golf cart type vehicle full of juveniles not using seatbelts. Now, we've ridden a lot of those. Golf carts? Seen, they I don't have seatbelts. No, they don't. It's just... The question we have, why would you... Whatever. Cove Lane, 1237 a.m. Thursday. Ten raccoons were reported to be loitering near a dumpster. They'd hopped off their golf cart, not wearing seatbelts. <laughs> and packs of cigarettes rolled up in their T-shirt sleeve. And Queen's Court. 4.24 a.m. Tuesday. Resident told police a vehicle passed her house two times in the past five minutes. Dum, dum, dum. Finally. She's watched too many thrillers. Holbrook Lane, 10.39 p.m. Monday. Yep. A man in a white truck reported to be whistling and possibly casing the area was contacted and determined to be seeking his dog. <laughs> hence the whistling which reminds me of bob berglund when his dog brandy got loose one morning yeah. before he could get to work early morning radio so there he is driving through the neighborhood with his door open screaming brandy brandy you're a fine girl <laughs> all right long as you're doing animals cockatoos may have bird brains but at least some of them this is not that funny i just found it interesting Okay. Some of them now can dumpster dive. Oh, yeah? A group of researchers published a study in the journal Science 
that presents evidence that some of the parrots had learned foraging techniques from watching other birds and argue now that it demonstrates a rudimentary bird culture. Yeah, I'm not going that far. I'm thinking it shows us that, wow, cockatoos can figure stuff. They're eating. I want to eat. I'll do that. The Australian ornithologist Richard Major, he got a promotion. Apparently. Richard captain uh richard noticed sulfur crested cockatoos pillaging his garbage bins a few years back the cockatoos in the sydney australia suburbs use their beaks to lift the lid then they walk back toward the hinge to open it allowing them to feast on the refuse feast really uh 2018 major teamed with a group of other scientists to study how many other birds knew the trick the surveyed re- they surveyed residents in the Sydney area. Initially, the team of researchers uncovered reports of cockatoo dumpster diving in just three of the suburbs. By the end of the next year, 2019, 44 suburbs. News spread. I think there's probably like, you know, well, it could have been the cockatoo internet. Um, Max Planck Institute behavioral ecologist and study co-author Barbara Klump said that meant that cockatoos were likely learning from watching one another. Mm-hmm. Sure. Huh. So they set up video cameras, recorded 160 instances of birds dumpster diving. Most of the cockatoos were males because they're bigger, stronger. But Clump said the males getting into the trash also tended to be at the top of the bird's social hierarchy. Oh, interesting. So it's just the opposite of us. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Of course, they're cockatoos. What do they know? Clump and her colleagues noticed one other thing. As the behavior spread through Sydney's population of cockatoos, the techniques for accomplishing the task diverged into regional patterns. One group would lift the lid with just their bill. Others would use both their bills and a foot. The researchers are calling it would be a subculture, much like a regional dialect. The scary thing I have is apparently Alfred Hitchcock was right. Hmm. Well, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Where are we going to find Tippy Hedren these days? This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network. <laughs>